Acts chapter 4. We'll sort out that issue later. Eh? We'll gather the intellectuals to, <laughs> to discuss. I want us to rise and read verse 12 three times. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And I want all of us to read together in concert. At the count of three. Acts chapter 4, verse 11, verse 12. One, two, three. Let's read. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Second time. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. For the last time. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Let us pray, brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, break the loaves into our hearts, your word that saveth us, and let all bondage cease, and let all fetters fall, that you might enjoy the liberty wherewith you have been made free in the Holy Ghost. Bless us now as we reflect on Islam this evening and grant us clarity as it relates to your gospel that which you might be confirmed in our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please return to your seat. Usually, okay, it's fine. Yes. Okay. When we have our conferences, like the way we had run the conferences this week, this past week, we allow guys to rest. And uh, one of our guys came to my office and said, Pastor, I'm surprised we're having evening service because of the issue is that the challenge for, not the challenge, we have as a church. This year calendar chose that twice this year we'll talk about Islam. One, we'll talk about any Sunday, that uh, penultimate uh, any of the Salah or any Sunday that, uh, that proceeds is, uh, Salah or dedicated to deepening our understanding about Islam and how we may interact with it. So this, is, this Salah is called Eid... Uh, is it Eid Fitri? And then the other salah will be Eid Ada. That is the one for. Uh, what is that? So, this one, this small salah and the big salah, we'll talk about Islam twice this year. Okay. Uh, because we had uh, a visiting preacher this morning, we'll, we'll let it fly. But I think it's fitting that we should come together and reflect. So if you have your question, I will give room for like two or three questions from among you, and I will respond uh, in a while. But let me discuss with you why it is important as Christians 
particularly as conservative, evangelical, uh, orthodox, uh, reformed believers to be firm in our faith and understanding about Islam is that, one, Islam is one of the fastest growing religion in the world today, particularly in Europe, Europe and in Nigeria. In 1960, Christianity was much more uh, bigger than Islam. Today, we are the second largest religion in Nigeria, Islam taking the first uh, position. And it's not particularly because of conversion. It is because of what? Population by birth, childbirth. Uh, if, if my dear brother, uh, David Tawoju, is a Muslim now, and he's still having three children. That would, that would be like, what? It would be odd. If I'm a Muslim, like him, we should be counting like, how many? Who said 12? <laughs> and then, you have four wives. And you can even have more than four wives. No, Nigeria Islam is that, four wives at a time. So what had happened is that in the life cycle of an average Muslim in the North, they'll have like nine wives on average. So you have four. You want to fulfill Quranic injunction, so you know, except for you divorce one, and then you add one. So at each point, you're having four. And for Islam, divorce is a simple thing. I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you, it's fine, and then you're on your way out. As long as you settle the woman well, you are fine. So, and it is good we understand what has come upon us. It is my own private opinion that Nigeria will become an Islamic state under 50 years. It is my private opinion I've investigated, not by sword, not by jihad, but through political jihad. That's what I call economic jihad. Right now, um, <clears throat> what Boko Haram is doing in the North it, it, is what all Muslims want to, to happen in terms of Islamic states. It's just that the modus operandi of Boko Haram, a lot of moderate Muslims do not agree with it. Majority of the moderate Muslims, particularly the, the Sunnis, kind of have agreed that economic jihad and political jihad is the one that can win battle here. Of course, uh, violent jihad uh, was waged in Nigeria under uh, Usman Damfudio. So the President Kano Sokoto, part of Kaduna, down to Kwara, was a conquered territory of Usman Danfodio. I think the Burundi Empire were not conquered because they surrendered and yielded to Islam. And I think they, it is the, from Plateau down to Benue, they were resisted. And I think the fight is still ongoing, albeit now through full, what they call Fulani has men ism. So it's, it's, not, it's not the first time Nigeria had all this, the Sahel region have had a good portion of violent Islamism way, way, way back under the, uh, the, the caliphate. And then there is a, a caliphate in Sokoto. That shows you that the grandchildren of Ismail Danfodio are the one who are the caliphate. So, exactly what Boko Haram wants to do. They want to set up a sultanate around the Bolono area and carve it as a caliphate. There's nothing different between what Boko Haram wants to, what they are seeking and what Sokoto is. The difference is that 
Sokoto is the the Ottoman Danfodio theology is Sunnis at its roots, and um, and uh, and Boko Haram to a large ex extent is uh, a, an admixture of Wahhabism and extreme Shiites. You understand the issue? So Sokoto is looking up to Saudi Arabia. Boko Haram will look up to where? Iran. You understand now? So Zazakism is Iran, and so on and so forth. OK. Uh, Boko Haram was in the form of, uh, under General uh, Abacha, was in the form of what? Uh, Boko Haram was known as, uh, I'll remind you, something else under, but Abacha quelled it. And then he came back after much, uh, many years. It's good that you understand carefully what this is. And if you're not careful to pray for Islam and to evangelize Islam, uh, Muslims, uh, a day will come. I'm not afraid of being in the minority. Genuine Christianity is always in the minority, historically speaking. Uh, but as long as we are alive and we live in a secular state, it is responsible that you understand what you are dealing with and interact with it responsibly. Okay, amen. And again, it is good we remind ourselves because not all Christians believe that Muslims, that Islam is false. Particularly the Roman Catholic Church does not believe that Islam is a false religion. I hope you understand that. Uh, the Roman Catholic fathers, in a way, find um, an, a, a, um, a concord between Islam and Roman Catholicism as it appears today so you could hear a cathedral dedicated to the daughter of uh, Muhammad called uh, Fatima. So if you go to Kano, Kano State, the largest Roman Catholic cathedral in Kano is Our Lady of Fatima. And there is a lot of Our Lady of Fatima uh, up and uh, particularly in the northern uh, Nigeria. If not recently, if you lived in Kano, Kaduna, and uh, where religious riots had happened since the 50s, they will kill other Christians, they will burn a lot of churches, but they will not burn Catholic churches. Hope you understand. So that is, uh, let me read from the Roman Catholic Catechism. How Roman Catholic Church, I'm talking about the recent and uh, generally accepted Catechism of, uh, of Roman Catholic Church, how they view Muslim. The Catechism is on the church relationship with the Muslims, unquote, uh, quote. And this is Roman Catholic, not me. The plan of salvation also includes those who acknowledge the Creator. In the first place, among whom are the Muslims. These profess to hold the faith of Abraham, and together with us, they adore the one merciful God mankind's judge on the last day. You understand the idea now? So they are saying as long as there's a religion that acknowledges the creator, you know, if you, if you are familiar with Islam, they'll say in the name of, in the name of, if they want to pray, they say in the name of God, the, the merciful and what? The, the merciful? So you guys don't even know what this is. Abel, in the name of God, the most merciful, 
the most, okay. You two are mixing it up, huh? Let's say, you go and check it up, okay. Yeah. So, so in the mind of a Roman Catholic, and it's possible for us here to have sympathy for Islam. And tonight I don't talk about Muslims particularly because some of you have cousins and parents and aunties and particularly in the Southwest where a husband is a, a Muslim, the wife is a, a Christian, and then their children two can go to mosque and two go to, you share them into two. What we are doing is that last, last, if one is good, we have two inside heaven. And if four of us are good, better, you understand? Like our president now is, no, our president elect, <laughs> elect. And to satisfy some section of you whose case is in court, <laughs> <laughs> so that your conscience, so that your mind will just calm down a bit, eh? Uh, he's, a, he's a Muslim, and the wife is a, a pastor, in fact. Let's not go into that one. So, so that kind of thing exists. So I'm talking about Muslim, I'm talking about Islam itself. So in, the, in this past week, uh, they have been fasting for 30 days. And the name of that fasting is called? The name of the fasting is called? Now, what Islam is saying regarding salvation, in fact, there's no concept of salvation from sin in the now, in the mind of Muslims. In Islam, the way you and I believe that Christ washes our sin, and that's why it's very important, the sermon you heard in the morning, that God saves you when? When you say, I am saved and I'm a Christian, when? Is it in the future or is it in the now? Is your salvation futuristic or is it in the now? Have you been saved now or you are going to be saved? Are you sure? You are not sure. So, as Christians, we believe in actual salvation from sin. That at one point in our lives, Christ came and died for our sins. And the Holy Spirit took the work of Christ and applies it into our hearts. And then we become saved. And we can testify to the fact that we are now in Christ. We have union with Christ. And because of our union with Christ, organic union with Christ, we will, we will be glorified in, in, the, uh, in heaven. But Islam believes that, so what Muhammad uh, did, Muhammad came almost 600 years after Christ. Christ came in the first century, and Muhammad came in the seventh uh, century. So um, Muhammad is viewed as a prophet. And they want to see Christ as uh, a prophet also. So Muhammad is not a savior, okay? There's nowhere in the Quran that Muhammad is referred to as a savior. Muhammad is referred to as a guide. The way you have a guru in Buddhism and, and uh, Eastern religion, he's a guide. Muhammad is the one that shows us how we can get back to God, how we can get back to paradise on the last day. So Muhammad came and he bring the way of what they called Islam means what? What is Islam? Submission. Submission to who? To Allah. So it's the religion of submission. So Muslims are those who submit. I don't. 
submitters, like those who have submit, those who have those who are in submission to God. That is quite rebellious. No, Romans says that the carnal man do not submit to the law of God and cannot. So what it means to submit to the will of God is that God said, pray to me five times a day. So if I do my ablutions and I pray to God five times a day, I earn some credit. So idea of salvation in Islam is that we live for paradise. We live so we can amass good records to get to heaven. Islam believes in hell and heaven. Okay, Heaven is called um, Aljana. And then I don't know what they call hell. So they believe in these things. So it's like the entire life of a Muslim is lived so he can enter paradise. Church, are you following me? Okay, I'm just going, I'm not doing a detailed study of Islam, okay? So it's like, that's why people could do jihad. Meaning, if you die killing other Christians, then you enter paradise with how many virgins? Now, many of you that have, that have called us this thing, did you see that with your eyes in Quran? Or you heard people say? If you saw it in the Quran or in the Hadith, that if you die during jihad, you'll be given 70 virgins, and you saw it with your two eyes, raise your hand. It's me? Yeah. It means many of you that have propagated this message around are running on propaganda. You have heard it over and over again. It might not be true, and it might, but do yourself a favor. There are Quran in English uh, version, and there are a lot of hadiths, uh, so that whatever you are saying about Islam is not from, uh, it's from an informed position. Sometimes when we do evangelism with Muslims, we don't really know what we are talking about. Our facts are so disjointed. What you are telling them and what their imam told them in the mosque doing a tafsir is kind of, uh, there's a disconnect. So. So they are living for heaven, okay? So when you die, but you have to amass credits through praying five times a day. There are five pillars of Islam. One is the five times uh, a day. It's called the, what's is, what is the name of that one? Is this a, eh? No, the five, the, the, the whole prayer in a day is called what? <laughs> okay, five prayer, okay. <laughs> So you pray five times a day, and then you you also give uh, zakat. What is zakat? No, it's not free will offering. <laughs> zakat is tithes. You know, some of you don't pay tithe. You want to run to free will offering, eh? <laughs> Pastor Mbewe has told you tithe is the issue. Is the matter of what faithfulness. Free will is the matter of what. And the third one is business. Okay, let's. <laughs> so you give your zakat 10% of, of your is it gross or net net is what gross net and then you also pay home you pay a pilgrimage to uh, Mecca or having intention to go to Mecca number three number four is what Ramadan that's the one they are doing now uh, a very good young man that was known to me from my secondary school, they died during this, last, during this fasting period. And I, I attended his funeral. And the man was saying, ha. the man was so full of energy. He said, he said, lying down in this casket is the son of Aljana. And he said, do you know why? 
If you die during Ramadan, God will not hold any sin against you. In fact, his son was even better. He has not broken his fast yet. That's even good enough. Like we are in that hunger, the hunger that you ate by in the morning, let me know you won't go there. So. But that you die with that hunger and you appear in heaven, God is not holding anything against you. Okay, there are levels of credits. Like if you die fighting jihad, you are fine. You die fasting. So those who die, like you go to Mecca now and then you die. Oh, that one is even express. Those who die in Mecca will enter heaven without any questioning. Okay, number four is Ramadan. What is number five? Shahada. Shahada. What's Shahada? That is Shahada. That is the big one. That is, is it La Ila Ila Love? No. Yes. La Ila La Ila Ila Love. I don't want to mention Muhammad from my, with my microphone. Oh, it's Muhammad Rasulullah. That is, there is no God but God. And Muhammad is. Okay, there's no God but Allah. And then Muhammad, he's his only prophet. And then he's only prophet, but they mention other prophets uh, that, uh, and all that stuff. So if you, so in Islam, just like people that do altar calls, my pagan uncle died some years ago. He became a Muslim. And we, don't, we don't know he had become a Muslim. He's a pagan. He's, he have a big shrine with charm all over the place. And by the time we got there, both the pagan and the Muslim were fighting who would bury the, the man. And I called the imam, can't you see this man is a pagan? I wanted to bury him as a pagan. He said, no, the man is a Muslim. I said, how? He said, about five days ago, the man invited them to his house on his bed. And he said, the Sahada. So in Islam, if you confess that there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the only prophet, even if You've not entered mosque once. You are a Muslim. They bury you as a Muslim. Okay? So these are the five pillars of Islam. If you do all of these things carefully, you're on your way to heaven. <clears throat> Potentially. Potentially. There's no assurance. So some of us that believe, like the Roman Catholic Church, that actually, actually we are serving, are we not serving the same God? The first thing you must, you do yourself a favor to analyze is that Allah is not the God of the Bible. We believe that the God of the Bible is triune, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Islam vehemently denied that. In fact, the reason why Islam are killing Christians is because of this. They see it as blasphemy. Polytheism is blasphemy in Islam. We are saying God is free. And because of that, even though Quran regarded Christians as brothers, as the people of the book, because of our affirmation of Trinity, we are called kafir, K-A-F-I-R-S. So, uh, and I think the Hausa rendition of kafir is what? Al-Kafir, no, Al-Kafir is, is Arab. Is it Arne? Is Arne Arab or Hausa? Kafir is, is Arabic, yes. What of Arne? Is it Hausa or Arab? It's Hausa. So the kafir, in, East, in Arabic, I think it's Arna or Arne in Hausa. It means infidel. So on one hand, Quran said, Christians are your brothers. They are the closest to you. They are your cousins. So you can relate with them. Uh, but because of their firm uh, trinity, they are Arne. So if you are in Kano, if you, visit, if you have been to Kano, 
and you can read Hausa very well. Most of their public bosses who have it at the back, Keshe Arne. Keshe Arne means what? Kill if you kill unbelievers, yes. Openly, openly, okay. So this, this, they don't believe in the Trinity. Quran somehow believe in the virgin conception of Jesus and the virgin birth slightly. But they do not believe that Christ is, they don't believe in the deity of Jesus. They believe that Christ is uh, a prophet, one of the big prophets among the prophets. Quran deny, Islam deny Christ's death and resurrection. They do not believe he actually died. I think they believe that it was Judas, somebody, there was a, a substitution on the cross. And of course, they don't believe in his resurrection. Now, if a person deny resurrection, deny the death of Christ, deny his deity, deny Trinity, where can you plot the graph of unanimity between us and them? And that's why Roman, the next time I talk about Roman Catholic Church, because many of you don't believe that Roman, uh, Roman Catholic people are unbelievers that you need to be evangelized. That's why some of you will marry into Catholic Church and marry from Catholic Church. That's another quarter for another day. Trust me, as I speak to you, with missionaries are heading to Poland. Poland, uh, uh, Roman Catholic countries are like Poland, uh, Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, uh, Vatican. People are there, missionaries are there, laboring among the Catholics to witness Christ to them. They do not understand the gospel at all. It is the same category that Roman Catholic Church are working on the same category they are working on. So this is about uh, this. So this Ramadan, these 30 days of fasting that our friends, our neighbors have subjected themselves to, actually, I do not pity them. Because if I can eat by in the morning, eh, Brother David, if I can just sit down around 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. and stuff myself with panadiam, and then by 11 o'clock, I'm looking as if I have not eaten. Go to, they are lying down, dying. Dying already. When some of us will not even eat until 2 p.m., I mean, sin is, sin is a terrible thing. What Luther says is quite instructive. Luther says, the first and chief article is this. Jesus Christ our God and Lord. Don't forget that. Jesus Christ is not just Lord. He's God. This Luther, Martin Luther, the reformer, Jesus Christ, our God and Lord, died for our sins and was raised again for our justification. Romans 3, 24, 25. He alone is the Lamb of God who takes uh, away our sins. For all have sinned and are justified freely without their own works and merits by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. In his blood, Romans 3, 25, uh, uh, Romans 3, 23 to 25. And he said, this is necessary to believe. And this cannot be otherwise acquired or grasped by any work, law, or merit. Let me read that. This redemption cannot be otherwise acquired or grasped by any work, law, or merit. Therefore, it is clear and certain that this faith alone justifies us. Nothing of this article can be yielded or surrendered, even though heaven and earth and everything else falls. Mark 13, 31. 
this, this affirmation that Christ alone saves, that Christ is the alone savior, is quite narrow. And, and we must hold that narrow way and narrow path and narrow understanding without yielding ground. Sometimes say, eh, why are we even quite? Sometimes say, our uh, Muslim brothers. Have you heard that before? Our uh, Muslim brothers. Our uh, Muslim brothers. If you ever have Muslims as friends, what is your goal? What is your goal? Evangelism. I'm planning to see this new mosque that they are trying to look at, for, find their man. It's just, I'm not going to yield the mistake of our forefathers, particularly the Ajay Crowder, what denomination? Anglican? One yeah. of the mistakes of Samuel Ajay Crowder when they were coming to the north for mission work, like the Mennonites, and the quote is that, that the issue of the Trinity must be dropped. That since Islam believes in one God, let's stay on that. There's a common ground. Until you understand that Allah is not. Why, if you want to understand whether Allah and God that we mentioned is the same, ask Muslims to use the word God. Like when they are praying, let them use the word God and not Allah. No, 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 it won't work. It won't work. So this is it. All our fellow brothers and sisters in the flesh who are Muslims are lost. They are counting on their own efforts. And that is, and there's the version of Islam in in medieval Christianity is what? It is a, it's an heresy condemned by Nice, uh, Nicaea 325. You know, Nicaea is what? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not, sorry, friend. It's called Pelagianism. When was, he, when was he condemned? What was the issue of uh, Nicaea? Look at my intents. They are looking at me. What is the issue of Nicaea? What was the issue of Constantinople? Trinity. It's, it's, the, the, it, the first heresy along this idea of works righteousness is Pelagian, then there's semi-Pelagianism, and then there's Arminianism. Arminianism is the contrast of Calvinism. You know? It's the idea that Christ's work does have some potential to say, but you must add your own works. And in Roman Catholic Catechism, they said, we are justified by faith and works. Uh, Reform Orthodox they said we are justified by faith alone, but the faith that justifies is not alone. It is proven by works. So our uncles that are Muslims, our uncles that are Muslims are lost. Are lost. No fasting. If fasting will save me, me, I can go for 60 days fasting. If I, for the rest of my life, I will be eating in the morning and eating in the evening. So I'm having two meals, actually. <laughs> How many of you eat three square meals? How many of you eat three square meals except children? How many of you eat three square meals? Yeah. If I, Pastor Conrad, eats how many times a day? One. Let's convert that into Ramadan for him. 
So if fasting will save, if fasting have capacity to save, let all of us go fasting and eat 6 a.m. and eat 6.40 in, e in the evening and then we are fine. But guess what? All our righteousness, all our righteousness, there's rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in there. Nothing in my hand I bring. Safely to the cross, I claim. Hmm? And he said, remind me of the, the um, my mind is, but he said, all for sin could not atone. He's mentioned about other things. He said, all for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. See, if, if you pour kerosene fuel on ourselves here now for the sake of our sin, and then we die for the sake of our sin, it amounts to how many things? There's no credit. People, have, people, can, people, can, people can go so far in an attempt to return themselves back to God. So Muslims are making efforts. Let me pray, pray for, uh, since I grew up in an uh, Islamic community, just like uh, David and uh, no, uh, like Sister Elizabeth and, and uh, they are from part of Kogi that highly Islamic. Even this fasting, eh, most of them break that fast before evening, actually. Ah, those people are hypocrites. And some who are so puritanic in these things are very, very scrupulous to the extent that if you cry and tears enter your mouth, you're breaking your fast, isn't it? You cannot save. Trust me, you cannot save. Now, I live in Zoom, I, I live in Garekitu. And those of you that know our house understand that the women of, women of the night roam around Lagos Street and then they spill over to the Talori Hotel. Salah was when? Eh? When was Salah? By the way, when I saw the moon yesterday, that moon don't reach for this way, don't come. I don't want to spoil their mind. But do you see the moon yesterday? That moon was not a Friday. That's just by the way. Because fasting is ended, all those aboki for, they clear all those women. There are children here, so you understand what I'm talking about? They help themselves. From Friday till now, we can't see anybody around that area because they are busy. Their business are boom. Because Ramadan is over. And then you accumulate sin again. You accumulate sin again. And then by next Ramadan again, for 30 days, your sins are cleansed. Clear the table. And then you start again. And then you start again. That, many, of you are, many of you are actually Islamic in your faith. Chrislam. So that you believe that all the sin you see from Monday to Saturday, as you come to church on Sunday, you iron your clothes, and then you look very clean, and then you look, brothers, my brothers, you know, that we are justified by faith. You know, Jesus died for our sins, as is in the scripture, and we are looking at this pious people as if sugar will not melt in their mouth. That's just on Sunday. And once Sunday is over, 
By Monday morning again, woo, we are back to our old self. Some of us actually accumulate since to December 31st. Now we go for crossover nights. Bye bye to Jati Jati. Bye bye to Jati Jati. In the name of Jesus, bye bye to Jati Jati. See, I will not smoke again. But that evening, that 31st evening, you said, when we clearly finish, I'm not go smoke again. And by February, so you are waiting for December 31st again, if you are alive. No, we have been saved. See, it is not that the branches are functionally linked to the vine and then they refuse to bear fruit. That's what the preacher was saying in the morning. The branches that are not bearing food were nominal branches from the beginning. Those who are functionally joined to Christ will abide and they will bear fruit. Amen. That is the truth. And you will know by the performance of the work of the, of the power of the Holy Spirit in your, in your soul and precisely in the area of overcoming sin. And it's this we should reach out to Muslims, preach to them, pray for them if you can't, Learn Hausa, learn Fufu, learn Arabic. Put materials in their hand. Don't see them as those who are on the other lane to heaven. So we have two parts. How I wish Islam is the way to heaven. I will join by tomorrow morning. You know why? You know why? You don't know. You don't know. I should enlighten you, right? <laughs> you know, you guys. Sinners like me, you know. I mean, we are just minimal. Four wives. <laughs> Can you imagine this church go full? No, 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 no. I don't need to do evangelism. Can you imagine you have four wives and then they have five, five children? That is 20. Me, Andrew, 20. Me, 20. David, 40. You know? People like smart can even go for 45. <laughs> you are still young. Let church go full. If you go to this mosque, there's no one Christian that converts into that mosque. Keep a mosque for 20 years, it's packed. Because they are giving birth to children. And we cannot, are we going to fight against the secular? Let's begin to produce because, uh, are we going to do that? Let them take the world. We have Jesus. So don't even be under pressure because there's, a, there's some section of Christianity today that are converting for polygamy. I don't have time to go into that. They're saying, by the way, the Bible did not condemn polygamy. David was polygamous. He walked with God, isn't it? And God even called him the man after my eyes. He said, after all, what did Jesus have said? If you have many wives, don't be an uh, elder. David, are you aspiring to be an elder? No? Why don't you just... These are doctrines of devils. Okay. Any anything, any question from you before I close today? Archer, please. What is your question? That God should. 
Is it a question or like a contribution? It's a question. Okay. So I want let, to let it be reasonable, eh? Okay. We're saying something about them getting back to paradise or something like that. That's Islam now, Muslims. Yeah. So my question is, how did they fall from that state initially? Like we know in scripture that God created the heavens and the earth, and then he gave Adam instructions not to eat of um, a particular tree, and he did, and then man fell. And so we fell into sin and the whole problem. So what's really is that origination for Islam? Like where did it all start from? Where did they fall into sin? And before we talk about them getting out of it or something right. like that. I think um Quran is actually a a plagiarized Old Testament. You need to read Quran to know that it's you are reading the Old Testament. A very is is a poor plagiarized kind of uh, they don't believe in the New Testament actually. So the story of creation and the fall look quite similar to the scripture. Yeah. There's a lot of similarity between their understanding of the fall. So, and then, and the scripture. So they don't have much issue with that. The issue is not is, and they, they don't talk about salvation too much. It's about how we get, we are here now, we are sinners. And then our end, the end of our lives is to, where we die, is to get to paradise and then enjoy forever. And the way they paint paradise in Quran, eh? You know, if you, if you are a proper Muslim, you don't drink alcohol, two of us. My own side, they drink alcohol. Okay, it's allowed in that Islam. Uh, but the alcohol that Islam forbids here is allowed in their heaven. So if you like, if you die fighting jihad, your bed will be by the river of alcohol. And then there's a fruit on top of your head. So if you want to eat, you just open your mouth. Fruit go enter your mouth by itself. Don't touch it. And then, and thankfully. Fully women will not enter paradise. Women, women doesn't go to paradise. Very few women enter paradise. That few, few, few women who have served very well here on earth. That's why in most of the mosques, but right in the north, you don't really see women going to pray in the mosques. In Islam, they say women does not have religion. So people like uh, Sister Fire, if you enter paradise, it's to serve us. But on the other side of this life, they believe there are some special women kind of angels prepare for guys. They have many wives here. They also go to enjoy. You see, the way they look at sex from the point of enjoyment is crazy. In fact, Islam is one of the most, if you want to understand how sexual lust works, it is in Islam. They are so lost. They are in the bondage of lust. Like all these guys that teach a Quranic a this thing. That they are Jalabia. Evil, they happen under that thing. Small, small girls, 13 year old, 12 year old. If I in Islam, once a girl see her menstrual cycle, she's matured for marriage. And then there will be a 60 year old man lost after a 14 year old girl. That is debauchery. So they are eyes on paradise. But for us that are Christian, why are we Christian? What is the goal of our being Christian? Who can answer that clearly? What is the goal? What is the difference between that idea? Are we saved so we can go to heaven? Have you done your meeting finish? 
What did she say? <laughs> Are we saved so we can go to heaven? Who said no? The person that said no should answer. Praise the Lord. I think the ultimate aim of us. Well, this praise the Lord. What does it mean? <laughs> Is it to call people's attention? <laughs> or are you really praising the Lord? Anyway, talk. Okay. Um, the ultimate aim of uh, giving our life to Christ and getting saved is for God's glory. Yeah, for God's glory. We live on earth. We become Christians so that we can glorify God. So that whether in this life or in the life to come, we are glorifying God. Because it's not about our, it's not about us. God should redeem us for Himself, so we can glorify Him, and that's a big difference. And there are some section of Christianity that's you know heaven is the goal, heaven at last. How many of you have seen that in heaven at last? Heavenly rest, I know Botaya. Heavenly rest, I know songs. So I know songs that are very very unbiblical songs. You live for the glory of God. If your idea is that heaven, 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 there are many persons in the 80s, in the 90s, that the idea of heaven destroyed their life here on earth. I don't want to mention the congregation. Where even having TV in your house was an issue. The man owns a satellite now. I don't know what he will tell the angels at the gate of paradise. May I not get there before him? If not, I'll be walking at the gate. Yeah. We are here. We are Christ's ambassadors. He sent us into this world to bear fruit among the unbelievers and to be witness to them. And that is a big difference. Any one more question before we close today? Okay, let me wrap it up. Andrew, please. mine is uh, I want to know it, it practically how to because Islam is okay. Islam is this kind of religion that is so closed they are almost unapproachable is there a practical way on how to really reach out to them like yeah people have asked this question several let me answer from from familiar territory the first thing we have seen in our days is that there's a lot of cowardice among us today that was not present in the first and second and third century believers. We fear them. And we know one die. Muslim guys can actually beat you well and tear your clothes if you want to evangelize to them. But we don't want that embarrassment. The only reason why Islam, particularly in Nigeria, is still strong is that nobody wants to die. For instance, the city of Kano, that is the old Kano, the world Kano, it's not allowed to preach there. What if you go there and preach? What will happen? What do you think will happen last last? We will be arrested by the, no, we will be arrested by Hizba. Okay? We are not using, you see, what Muslim does is that Muslim comes to a territory that they are not allowed to come. 
and then they wait for persecution. Because they expect that you are going to persecute them, they get international media to be on standby. They are good in propaganda. So if you begin to kill or begin to oppress Muslims, like what is happening in uh, this Rohingya Muslim, where are they? In this Rohingya Muslim, Rohingya Muslim. Should be Philipp is it Philippines? The Philippines and all this area. They were, they were looking for trouble. But when they began to kill them, Al Jazeera, uh, Iran TV, CNN. What I would suggest that, first of all, if you are really called to go into missions, get to Muslim environments, and then make sure your friends have mobile phones to take pictures when they are beating you up. And let that go viral. And let the media begin to talk about it. If they kill five missionaries in the city of Kano, and the news they are carrying is, and then the question of, are we not secular state begin to arise? That debate will come back to the table. And over time, it will break. This is just on a normal sociopolitical level. We are not seizing the opportunity of the fact that we are a secular state to demand our presence. Is there any state in this country now there is no mosque? In fact, the governor of Abia State, under all Jews of Kalu, built one of the most expensive mosques in, uh, in Umaha for them. Governors are falling on top of themselves to show that they accept Islam. But we that are Christians are always afraid. We are always afraid. And that cowardice has even come into the issue of our governance. That's why we don't protest. They will kill us. We should ask God to banish cowardice from among his people so we can boldly proclaim Jesus. As I speak to you today, apart from the persecutions in the northern Nigeria, there's no pastor in Abuja here in jail. A redeemed woman, a redeemed church woman was preaching in Kubwa here and was beheaded. Did the redeemed church protest? Answer me, church. Assuming the day that woman was beheaded, if, if, if that woman was a Muslim, what do you think a Muslim would do? They would take that head and put it on a stick and protest. And redeem, RCC have more than how many thousand in this city? If I did, were you flying to Abuja the day that woman was killed and march on the city and demand for justice for that woman and his family, there will be a change. But because most of these big charismatic pastors are in bed with politicians, they are careful about what uh, they will say, and they are cowards to a large extent. And they do not even stand for Christ in many respects. So let's ask for boldness, the way the apostles ask for boldness. If I, Pastor Bebe speak about the fact that the apostles, we, are we are in a more better situation than the early Christians. The early Christians were not educated people. They have no citizenship. They were just slaves. They were normal people. Today we have lawyers, doctors. If as a medical doctor and, I'm, and I have a patient that is a Muslim, why, why won't I preach to my patient? Even some of us, this idea of Muslims are very difficult. They are not difficult to. I have been challenged. You have Muslim young men working for you on your own site. You, you even forget to talk to them about the gospel. Let it be that we are always out looking for them. The only place it is difficult is when we are preaching to them in a group. Like you go to their mosque now when they are washing their feet in the evening, I say, okay, 
come to Jesus, you are looking for trouble. But if you take them apart, like one Muslim at a time, one Muslim at a time, one Muslim at a time, and you're not talking to them like in, in group, you can succeed. You can succeed. Number three, prayer. What is closing their heart is who? Who is closing their heart? Satan. At the root of Islam is Kaaba. The Kaaba, where they used to go to throw a stone to Satan, that is the producer of that Islam. Islam is, 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 is a very, it's a cult. I don't have time to go into the cult of Islam. It's, it's, it's a cult like no other. And facing Islam is like facing Lucifer himself. It requires prayer. It requires prayer. And all spiritual warfare uh, available. As we speak, the most intolerant state against Islam was United Kingdom. When the Queen Elizabeth II got, uh, got to the throne many years ago, maybe some years ago, there were only about maybe two mosques in the whole of United Kingdom. But they kept coming. They kept coming. Muslims are not afraid of persecution. There's so much belief in paradise that they believe, last, last, if I die, I go where? Majority of you here doesn't believe in that. If it's, if it's a wedding, remain next week Saturday. And I'm praying, oh Lord, Maranatha, come tomorrow. It's, it's a pastor, what is that now? What is that now? Why won't Christ, how many of you want Christ to come on your wedding day? You raise your hand. As you're about to say, okay, please may you kiss your bride. Rapture. <laughs> eh? And that would be much, much better. You go to heaven as a virgin. You'll be in the choir. <laughs> you know, you know, you're laughing. Because we don't really believe that it's true. I'm telling you, in my own personal experience, over 90% of Christians are not expecting heaven. Hmm. It's something we mentioned. We don't really believe that if you die, you're going to heaven. Some of you even believe that your mom in the village that is not a Christian, if she die, she will not go to hell. Example, if my mom is not a Christian and she died today, and I post on Facebook, what will be the response? Eh? From who? From Christians. He has gone. <laughs> Preach home. Preach home. The only church I know in my entire life that will tell the truth on funeral day is BCF. BCF is a church around Basakomo Enclave. If a man that is not a Christian is in the cast, maybe you are you come to church, you'll be coming to church, you are a backslider, you are... They say, brethren, this man in the casket is in the hell right now. <laughs> They'll tell you. They say we are burying him because we can't allow his corpse to be to decay publicly. So we are doing the family a favor to bury. But this man is a wicked man, <laughs> and he will not see God. And this should be an example to all of you that if you die like this man, you will not see God, and they will bury him and go home. If I try that one, eh? The children of the dead person will come after you. Say, well, you are disrespecting the. I bet there's no respect in death. Though. Once you are dead, you are dead. So we should, we, should, we should love Jesus so much. For us, we are not going to heaven. 
The Islam paradise have no God in it. The Islam paradise have no Muhammad in it. It just have alcohol, fruits, women, bed, everything. Our paradise. Why do you think our heaven is so attractive? Because who is there? Christ. That we are going to be at the presence of Jesus forever. And if you look at the Bible, there was no mentioning of jello rice and uh, in heaven. But Joshua, what is there, Joshua? What if there's no food in heaven? Joshua, is there food in heaven? Uh, <laughs> it is um, uh, Derek uh, Thomas that talks about he likes dogs so much. Derek Thomas talks about his dog all the time. Derek Thomas is a friend of ours, probably still alive. He's the one that kept, anytime he's preaching, he was here. This are there dogs in heaven? And he said, Of course. Kind of a heaven are we looking for that have no dogs? Of course, there, are, there must be jello rice. I mean, there must be, of course, Panadiam should be there, and of course, should be there. But does it really matter if there are no Panadiam in heaven? What matter does Jesus? I don't want to go to heaven that there's no Jesus inside, even if there's one million Panadiam and draw soup in heaven. I don't want to go to that heaven. The Islam heaven is the heaven where me and Jacob will go and cheer and chill, and then we enjoy, and then we die. But our own heaven is that there's holiness in that heaven, and there's no marriage in that heaven. So there's no, even if you die, there's no 70 or 10 virgins waiting for anybody. Of course, we believe that there will be recognition in heaven, so if I die, and my wife come to heaven, we may know each other, but there will be no marriage in heaven. Who says that? Who says that? Jesus. There will be no marriage in heaven. So marriage stops here. Uh-huh. But there are some church too that bury women with their wedding ring. Okay, that's how far we want to go about this. But I want us to take our time to pray for Islam. I'll need about three to four volunteers. Pray for places like places like the the central central district of Kogi State, like Okene, the Igiras people, the the I'm talking about Kogi State here. Let's talk about the Okene people, the Igiras people, the the Basange. Uh, most Basanges are. If you want to know who are Basange, ask Jacob. Then here, I think most Bagi now are becoming most. Uh, Muslims and uh, almost all the houses are Muslim. Almost all of them are, are Muslims. Fulanis are Muslims. Let's remind uh, our God about these people in our country. I mean, for Fulani, I don't even know where to start from. She will go to the bush and evangelize. I don't even know where to start from. Let's trust God that God will begin to save Muslims. If we stay in the north for all our Christian life, and there are no testimony of Muslims, how some Muslims coming to Christ. It means we are not we are not working. We are not working. We should be ashamed of ourselves that we are in Abuja and we are not targeting Muslims to witness to them. So I need three persons to raise their hand and then they'll pass the microphone and mention Muslims that you know uh, and let's bring them before God and Islam 
oh God. Remember Saudi Arabia and all the Gulf countries. Anyway, don't ask God to fire them, okay? I don't want to hear God, Holy Ghost, you know? I, I was in a prayer meeting and, and one pastor was praying. He said, if Islam continues to disturb the church, God should allow all their oil to dry. If God will not do that. He might not want to do that anyway. But God may choose to dry their oil so that they may suffer and come to Christ. But that is here, not there. Who wants to go first? Brown, who wants to go second? Andrew, who wants to go last? Any female, any lady that wants to pray about this? Sister Elizabeth, would like to go last. Great. Brown, can you come here and pray? Let's come before our God in prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening as your church, bringing up the religion of Islam before you. Father, the earth and its fullness thereof are yours. You created all things, including those of the Islam faith. Father, we are also knowledgeable of the state of our country as it regards this particular faith. And even as we pray for the people of Kogi State who have been surrounded by the practice of this faith, we ask, O oh Lord, that you look upon your church here on earth and that your gospel, which you say is it's sharper than a two-edged sword, Lord, it, it quickens the heart of man to look towards you and cry for salvation. We're asking, O oh Lord, that this be the case, O oh Lord, for the people of the Muslim faith in this country. Lord, O oh God, we're praying for boldness, we're praying for courage, O oh Lord, that your church, O oh Lord, will move into these places that look impenetrable at the moment, that you grant us the courage that you granted the apostles, O oh Lord, in the early church, that will not be afraid of persecution, will not be afraid, O oh Lord, of, of death, will not be afraid of embarrassment, will not be af afraid of, of political propaganda, but, O oh Lord, we will put your gospel at the center of our hearts and we will go into all these places, O oh Lord, and make your name known. Father, we are praying continually, O oh Lord, that in their individual lives, Father, that you shine the light of your gospel upon them. Father, you are a God who ordains things according to your divine will. And we are so sure that anyone, O oh Lord, who will cry upon your name, who would look up to you for salvation, that you granted upon them. Lord, order the steps, O oh Lord, of the Muslims across the country and even across the world. That, O oh Lord, in their daily walk, O oh Lord, they will come to encounter you. Whether through their interaction with Christians, whether through books, that through tracts, whatever thing, oh Lord, that is made available by, by means of human agency. Father, oh Lord, may you use that, oh Lord, to convert the hearts of the Muslim brethren, oh Lord, into, into the Christian faith. 
Father, we pray even for resources, O Lord, to be made available. For we know that to enter these territories, we may need to learn languages. We may need to tran uh, translate things into the languages of these people. Father, O Lord, may you stir in the hearts of your faithful the desire to go into these places and do the work, the linguistic work required, O Lord, to share the gospel. Father, we are even praying, O Lord, for the church here in Nigeria that we will not be like those who would look past the Muslim uh, faithfuls as though they are partakers of the covenant that is found only in your son, but will always be desirous to be evangelistic in our approach to talk with the Muslim faithfuls, be it in our businesses, be it in our casual relationship that will not look past the the fact that they are, they are far away from you, they are not in covenant with you, grants your church boldness, grant, grant your church courage in the face of the storm that is happening across the world. We've seen how the numbers of, of Muslims are increasing day by day. We are beginning to be numb to the, to the fact that they are not saved. Father, oh Lord, may you create in, in us that desire to once more reach out to these people wherever they are. We pray all of this, O oh Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our Father, our great God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we acknowledge that there is no name given amongst men by which any can be saved except through that name, Jesus. We affirm and know, God, that there is salvation with you. Lord, we remember our Muslim friends today. Their eyes are blind. Satan has blinded them. Satan has shut their minds from reason. Lord, we ask that you break through their hearts. Remember, remember even our neighbors, our friends, some of whom we have had discussions with about Christ, some of whom have resisted even having a discussion. But Lord, is there anything too difficult for you? Is there anything, is there any heart that you cannot reach? Is there anyone too far gone into Islam that you cannot bring out? Lord, we pray for the Sultan of Sokoto. We ask that you break through his heart. Cause him to be troubled about his soul. Cause him to see the lies of Islam. Islam does not make even a rational sense. And yet there are millions and even billions thronging around it. Lord, the Emir of Kano, Lord, even the Lamido of Adamawa, is a these are heavyweights in the Islamic world. Oh God, what great joy to bring to our hearts to hear of their conversion. 
What great joy to bring to our hearts that the heir of fire that we all know has bowed the knee to Christ. Oh God, you can do this. You can. You can break through the hearts of uh, Erufi. You can break through his heart. You can break through the heart of our president. You can break through even the hearts of El Zazaki who is in prison. He can come to faith in Christ. And through him, oh God, many will think again about the lies of Islam. Even in our own dear state, Kogi, Lord, Islam continues to spread. Even in our own political space in this country, we have seen how political figures are converted into Islam. We're reminded of how our own speaker was converted into Islam just for power's sake. Oh God, break through. Break through their hearts, Lord. Open blind eyes amongst Muslims and bring them to faith in Christ Jesus. Lord, we want to hear our own friends. We want to hear our own neighbors come to ask us, Please show me the way of salvation. Tell me more about Christ. Oh God, help us. Remove cowardice from us, Lord. Lord, it is true that some of us do not even believe in heaven or hell. We, we think everyone somehow goes to heaven. Lord, deliver us from this foolishness. That we will be clear. And there will be bold. And there will be urgency, O oh Lord, with us in reaching the Muslims around us. Lord, even tonight as we leave here, do not allow us to forget these things. Put it in our hearts. Maybe a burden upon some of us here tonight to go out there and learn the languages and reach out to the Muslims around us through our tracts, through sermons, through discussions, and even in our prayers that we will deliberately and consciously and consistently pray for them. But these are the things we ask. And we ask them in Christ Jesus' name. We know, O oh God, that salvation is yours, and you are the one who pierces through the hearts of men to be saved. We pray this evening for our Muslim friends in different parts of the country. We pray for our neighbors. We pray for our colleagues at work. We pray for Muslims in Kogi State. We pray for the Bazangays. We pray for the Fulanis and the Hausas. We pray that tonight, O oh God, you will tear every veil that the devil has covered their eyes with and that the light of the gospel might shine to their heart. We pray that you soften their heart, O oh God, and that they will be receptive to the gospel. We pray that you will grant to them a desire for the truth, to seek the truth and to accept the truth. We pray that even we that are saved unto you, your children, that you might grant us, O oh God, the boldness and the courage to stand and to proclaim your word to these people. And that beyond uh, verbal pro proclamation, that our lives too, that we live, will we, we'll preach the gospel to them. We pray for them. We know that some of them may already know the truth, 
but they are afraid of what their parents will say, of what their leaders will say. We pray for these ones that you grant them uh, the spirit of boldness and you will take away fear from their heart. We pray for uh, the imams and the leaders too. We pray that you reach out to these ones because once they are saved, their followers too might uh, follow the example of their salvation. We pray that you reach out to these leaders and you will save them. We pray that in the coming years that the light of the gospel will really shine in Nigeria. We pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.